Good morning. Scott Luton here with you on this edition of This Week in Business History. Welcome to today's show. On this program, which is part of the Supply Chain Now family of programming, we take a look back at the upcoming week, and then we share some of the most relevant events and milestones from years past. Of course, mostly business-focused, with a little dab of global supply chain, and occasionally, we might just throw in a good story outside of our primary realm. So I invite you to join me on this look back in history to identify some of the most significant leaders, companies, innovations, and perhaps lessons learned in our collective business journey. Now, let's dive in to this week in business history. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Scott Luton, and today on this edition of This Week in Business History, we're focused on the week of February 15th. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Today, we're talking about one of the true geniuses of modern times. We'll be diving into the story of Katherine Johnson. You may have seen a portion of her story play out on the popular film, Hidden Figures. I find Johnson's journey, her enormous contributions to our space program, and her sheer brilliance to be fascinating. Stay tuned as we're going to be discussing six things you didn't know about Katherine Johnson. Thanks again for joining us here on This Week in Business History, powered by our team here at Supply Chain Now. February 24th will mark one year to the day since the world lost Katherine Johnson. She was one of the many special souls that left us in the challenging year of 2020. But let's go back a few years to better understand this extraordinary person and mind. So number one on our list of six things you didn't know about Katherine Johnson, the challenging aspects of her childhood. Johnson was born in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia on August 26, 1918. This tiny little town in Greenbrier County had a population in 2010 of just shy of 2,500 people. It's home to the famous resort known as the Greenbrier. Katherine Johnson showed tremendous talent at an early age, and she loved to count any and everything. In fact, her mental capacity was so impressive that she entered high school at 10 years old. But unfortunately, due to segregation, public school beyond sixth grade did not exist for African-American students. So to continue her education, Katherine Johnson's family would have to move about 125 miles away to Institute, West Virginia, where she could attend high school on the campus of the then-named West Virginia Collegiate Institute. This historically black institution is now West Virginia State University. By the age of 18, Katherine Johnson would graduate from college with top honors. Number two on the list, Johnson would find a key mentor who was also a record-breaking pioneer early in her life. William Waldron Schaffelin Claytor was the third African-American to earn a PhD in mathematics and the first to publish in a mathematical research journal. While in college, Claytor met Katherine Johnson, saw her potential, and began mentoring her. In fact, Claytor created special classes to challenge the genius he saw in Johnson. He told her, quote, you would make a good research mathematician. 
and I'm going to prepare you for this career. Johnson responded, quote, where will I find a job? Claytor replied, quote, that will be your problem. And he was right. Katherine Johnson graduated summa cum laude in 1937 with a double major in mathematics and French with all the talent in the world by anyone's measure, but found no research job opportunities and decided to teach school in Marion, Virginia. Number three on the list of six things that you didn't know about Katherine Johnson, she wrote the book on space. In 1952, Katherine Johnson learned that the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics was hiring women with mathematics degrees to crunch numbers. Back then, number crunchers were literally called computers. That's right, people were known as computers long before they used them. Johnson would begin working at Langley Memorial Aeronautical Laboratory in 1953 in Hampton, Virginia, where she tabulated sheets of data for the engineers in the organization. In 1958, the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics would become the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, better known as NASA. The space race was heating up as Sputnik had entered orbit about a year earlier. Catherine's love of geometry would come in really handy during this point of her career, and it'd make a big impact at NASA. Have you ever heard of the phrase, we're building the airplane as we fly it, meaning you're figuring it out as you go? That's precisely what those early years at NASA were like. There were no how-to guides with step-by-step directions. Katherine Johnson would say, quote, we wrote our own textbook because there was no other text about space. We just started from what we knew. We had to go back to geometry and figure all this stuff out. Inasmuch as I was in at the beginning, I was one of those lucky people, end quote. Johnson's exceptional geometric skills, amongst other things, would keep her as a key member of the Flight Research Division for the next 30 years. So kids, study that geometry, and to that end, a big thanks to the late Nancy Porter, a delightful person and wonderful teacher that taught me geometry at South Aiken High School in the 1990s. Number four on our list of six things you didn't know about Katherine Johnson, she would have made a great attorney. Johnson was enthralled with her work at NASA, and work it was. 16-hour days were common, and it was demanding, but Johnson was up to the task, and she loved it. She would publish more than two dozen technical papers, including a critical 1960 report entitled Determination of Azimuth Angle at Burnout for Placing a Satellite Over a Selected Earth Position. How about that? This degree of expertise would continue to turn heads. However, unfortunately, and really remarkably, it didn't always earn Katherine Johnson an invite to key meetings like NASA scientific briefings, which tended to be all-male. On one such occasion, after being turned down as a briefing participant, Johnson asked her colleagues point-blank, is there a law against it? After some hemming and hawing and lots of head-scratching by her male counterparts, they relented and allowed her to participate. Number five on our list, the astronauts didn't trust the electronic computers. They wanted the human computers to weigh in. By the early 1960s, Katherine Johnson had built quite a reputation. In fact, it was Johnson that calculated the trajectory for the Freedom 7 mission. This mission 
would put the first American astronaut into space, which would be Alan Shepard in 1961. Then came John Glenn and the Friendship 7 mission, which sought to put the first American into low Earth orbit. It was early 1962, and electronic computers were beginning to permeate industry and NASA. But some astronauts, like Glenn, didn't want to completely depend on the devices and their calculations. He would specifically request that Katherine Johnson run the numbers and double-check the calculations. Using a desktop calculator, Johnson did just that and confirmed the trajectory for Friendship 7. Glenn then famously said, quote, If she says they're good, then I'm ready to go, end quote. And on February 20th, 1962, he'd become the first American in orbit. Number six on our list of six things you didn't know about Katherine Johnson. The iconic Apollo program would not have been nearly as successful without her. Not even a year after the Friendship 7 mission, President John F. Kennedy would give his famous We Choose to Go to the Moon speech at Rice University in Texas on September 12, 1962. You can bet that NASA had been informed of their new ambitious directives months earlier. It was Katherine Johnson's critical calculations that would pave the way for Apollo 11 in 1969 to land on the moon and to get the astronauts back safely. About nine months later, Johnson's ability would prove to be crucial in NASA's efforts at bringing home the Apollo 13 astronauts. Given all the accidents and system failures that took place during the Apollo 13 mission, Johnson would provide backup procedures that saved lives and would help future missions. Katherine Johnson would retire from NASA in 1986, but would continue to serve others. She was passionate about educating and inspiring the younger generations on STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And Johnson was also passionate about encouraging others to persevere through obstacles. She would release an autobiography written specifically for young people in 2019 entitled Reaching for the Moon. In it, Katherine Johnson would write, quote, I didn't allow their side eyes and annoyed looks to intimidate or stop me. I also would persist even if I thought I was being ignored. If I encountered something I didn't understand, I'd just ask. I just ignored the social customs that told me to stay in my place, end quote. An exceptional force of nature and intelligence was one Katherine Johnson. She passed away on February 24, 2020 at the age of 101. Johnson has been honored with numerous awards, statues, naming of facilities, and much, much more throughout the country, and rightfully so. NASA Administrator Jim Bredenstein said, quote, At NASA, we will never forget her courage and leadership and the milestones we could not have reached without her. We will continue building on her legacy, end quote. I like how Kathy Moore, who is Katherine Johnson's youngest daughter, speaks of her mother. She said, quote, You can just imagine in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, it was kind of hard for females to be in the workforce, number one, and then to be in a field like research and mathematics. She sort of had to feel her way. What she had that I think got her through was she was fearless, end quote. Indeed, Katherine Johnson was many things, a mathematical genius, a ceaselessly inquiring mind, 
an accomplished space program pioneer that made extraordinary and critical accomplishments to the American space program. And fearless, a fearless leader that showed others how to break through natural and unnatural barriers to earn respect, advance a profession and an industry, and to make your mark. Well, that just about wraps up this edition of This Week in Business History. Big thanks to you, our listener, for tuning into the show each week. Hey, be sure to check out a wide variety of industry thought leadership at supplychainnow.com. New website coming in March 2021. Friendly reminder, of course, you can find This Week in Business History wherever you get your podcasts from. And be sure to tell us what you think. We'd love to earn your review. Hey, on behalf of the entire team here at This Week in Business History and Supply Chain Now, this is Scott Luton wishing all of our listeners nothing but the best. Hey, do good, give forward, and be the change that's needed. Be like Katherine Johnson. And on that note, we'll see you next time here on This Week in Business History. Hey, thanks, everybody. <laughs>